Jolt. The Jolt. The Jolt. This is The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XMLQ. A little bit of Madonna to get the hour started. That was Ray of Light. Six minutes past the hour on this Thursday morning, June 25th. I'm Larry Flick, and you're listening to The Jolt on Sirius XMLQ. Our toll-free number is 866-305-687. Find us on social media, Larry Flick on Twitter, Facebook, and Periscope. Janice Tom from the National LGBTQ Task Force is with us all morning. She is... um, a really good co-pilot to have in the room, let me tell you. And we're going to be joined later on this morning by Clay Aiken and Hawk Kincaid as we uh, keep uh, watch on the Supreme Court. Hopefully today will be the day. I'm not banking on it, but we don't want to be caught uh, unawares. Um, we're so, so delighted and honored, though, right now to take a pause from Supreme Court conversation and um, welcome an old friend and a new one to our studio, um, Judy Shepard is back. We haven't seen each other in a while, but it's so nice to see you again. Thanks. Great to be here. Really, really good to have you here. And you brought my your, husband. You brought your husband, Dennis Shepard. Hello, sir. Good morning. <laughs> and I can already tell you, I've had about five minutes of chat with uh, Dennis off air, and um, I like him. <laughs> I like him. Why? Because he's trouble in the best possible way. So welcome, thank you for coming to see us today. Uh, Judy and Dennis are going to be honored at the um, the Logo Trailblazing Honors ceremony that airs Saturday on, on Logo at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern as Trailblazing Parents, um, an honor that comes to them um, in part uh, for the, uh, the work that they've done um, in the days uh, following the um, the death of their son Matthew, um, is it weird? There's no other word I can think of right now. But is it weird to to be called trailblazing parents? Like, I mean, it, it sounds so simplistic, but I don't know how I would feel if suddenly someone came and started calling me things like that just for trying to live life. Right. Well, you're absolutely right. The the past 16 plus years have could definitely fall under the title weird. Yeah. Uh, we just we just wanted to help Matt's friends and his peers um, while we thought we had a, a platform to speak from. To us, it would have felt criminal to not take advantage of that to try to convince parents to accept their children, and now we also didn't think we'd be doing it still this many years later. Um, we thought Matt's story would be forgotten, people would move on, but. It's hung on, and we just, you know, we're just trying to do the best we can to make things better. Is it like um, picking a wound that isn't being allowed to heal to still be talking about it all these years later? Well, that's the yin and the yang of it. You're right. It's you, you. It's on your mind constantly because you're really not allowed to move away from it. You just figure out a way to deal with it. It's it never really goes away. It just gets different. Mm. Um, and the, the message just is more important than letting the wound heal over, if it ever heals over. I'm not really sure that. Rose Kennedy called it uh, picking out a scar tissue. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. So, so Dennis, uh, if, if I'm being honest, I, I, I don't recall many 
uh, opportunity to even see you speak when you walked into the room, I thought, I think I recognize him, but you've had a lower uh, media profile than, than your wife. Um, is that fair? You, have you kind of intentionally kind of uh, kept your head down during the last few years and done the work but not done it with people? Have you been shying away from people? No, I was in Saudi for 12 years after Matt died. Uh, somebody had to pay the bills while Judy traveled and uh, we had travel expenses plus we had normal household bills so I just stayed over there to do that and uh, she had to make all the decisions here because at that time we really didn't have much in the way of internet or cell phones and so everything that's happened is is based on on her own judgment and decisions we didn't talk that much about it because we couldn't is that um, maddening to be that far away to to I, I'm trying to figure out which one of you may have got the better end of the deal being here where there's this lavish attention or being far away where you can shut down if you need to well, I never shut down because I never got started um, I never I still haven't really had a chance to say goodbye to Matt but I was over there focused on on my job and that was a 24-7 job uh, uh, all over the the country of Saudi Arabia so mm. um, I just focused on that I was working it was a, f a 40 hour job but I was working 710, 712s because work needed to be done and it was just me to do it to uh, get things organized and keep it running. So it, it uh, kept my focus away. Judy had the hard job. She was here trying to get things organized and, and try and have a life that didn't involve airports, uh, hotel rooms by herself, eating by herself. And I don't know how she did it. It, it was a killer. Especially when you're as introverted as she is. It sounds killer for both of you in wildly different ways. Well, yeah, it's apples and oranges, really. Yeah. yeah. How often did you get mad at him for not being here? You know, I didn't. I, really? No. It was Everything we did was a decision and a consensus, and um, you just this is just how it has to be. You have to deal with what it is. You can't. So many things were just, there just weren't options. It just is the way it is, and you just figured out how to deal with it. That doesn't mean you don't get mad, though. No, I, I didn't. Really? That's energy. That's wasted energy. That's good. That's <laughs> that, good, because I would be mad. <laughs> I'm just projecting. I would be like, yes, we've we've agreed on this, and, and we're doing the right thing, but for five minutes, I'm going to vent because I'm nope. pissed off. I was pissed off at other things. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I bet but, you were. I bet you were. But not at Dennis. It was, I totally understood how that was going to work. Um, how tempted were you, if ever, to join him? Right after Matt's um, funeral and, you know, all that, we went back to Saudi and we were there, I don't know, probably a month. And in that amount of time, I think we both realized that we couldn't just do nothing. And uh, we would have just gone crazy knowing that we had the opportunity to speak out and didn't take advantage of it. So uh, I... I knew right away that we would have to do something. And mm. um, we had a lot of help, met a lot of really wonderful people, and 
Kathy being one of them, uh, who just really um, kind of paved the way, showed us what we needed to do and how we could do it, and they were always there for us. So Judy and Dennis Shepard joining us here on The Jolt. Uh, as I mentioned, they are going to be honored as trailblazing parents during Logo's Trailblazing Honors, which airs Saturday um, on Logo, 8 o'clock Eastern. Um, so, Dennis, how often would you get back to America over those years? Um, I was I had one vacation, and I was split it into two. I paid for one myself and come back every six months for a couple, three weeks. And what would that feel like to come home and be thrust not just into this this new world this new life that doesn't include the family that you had for a while but also to be thrust into this role that people viewed you as as carrying as as the father of this now iconic figure uh, and he's just your son. Yeah, it was, it was the hardest part. I think was Judy being over here and and having so much help educating her on all the issues because we knew nothing about the issues when Matt died uh, about all the discrimination and problems within the gay community. And um, so the difficult part I think was to educate me because I have a tendency to open my mouth and say things that are not politically correct. Um, and I still have a tendency to do that, so Judy shudders every time, like right now. That I'm, <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it's live. I mean, you can't good. take it back now. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. That's why I'm glad you're here now and it's live. But, but, but I, 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 it's, it, it, I don't know how, again, you know, I'm sitting here, and, and I feel like I'm representing people who are listening to this, and I'm thinking – that's got to feel like woof when you get off the plane and you go from Saudi Arabia where you're in this very deeply compartmentalized life that is designed to keep you busy and not focused on one particular thing. And then you get off the plane and that is the first thing probably anybody other than your wife wants to talk to you about. Like that has, how do you stay sane? You just learn to compartmentalize everything. Yeah. Um, when I'm back here, I was still working over there because I was running a major program for the largest oil company in the world. And so I was still working even though I was on vacation. But in between, I still got to spend time with Judy and, and with Logan, our other son. And um, we'd catch up on different things, and we'd still have some some me time with them but a lot of it had to do with um trying to straighten out what i thought was uh an appalling lack of equality and i was surprised to find out and i still am i'm still disappointed and upset about it how few of the dads get out there and and talk about this and really say in public this is my child you do not screw with my child uh, we need to have more of the dads out there doing this. Uh, whether it's in the public forum like we're on right now or just within their own family, with their own family members and, and neighborhood, saying, don't mess with my child. My child has the same, should have the same rights as everybody else and the same fair chance to succeed or fail. 
based on on their abilities and not who they are or how they dress or, or the accent that they have, whatever it might be. That's uh, Dennis Shepard, and uh, Judy Shepard is here as well. We're going to continue talking with both of them on The Jolt. 21 past the hour on this Thursday morning, June 25th. I'm Larry Flick, and you are listening to The Jolt on Sirius XM LQ. We are spending time this hour with Dennis and Judy Shepard, the uh, parents of Matthew, and they are um, going to be honored as trailblazing parents at Logos Trailblazing Honors, which originates Saturday, um, this Saturday, the 27th at 8 o'clock Eastern Pacific. They'll also be appearing at the... um, the 50th anniversary of the first uh, uh, gay protest march. It's it's a very interesting thing that's happening in Philadelphia on uh, July 4th, and um, they'll be there along with a number of other really cool people. Um, Okay, so Judy, you and I have talked about the, um, the claiming of your son by so many different people. Um, some people claim him as a, as a heroic figure. Some claim him as a tragic figure. Some claim him as a friend when they maybe met him once or twice. Um, some claim him as a friend when they've never met him at all. Right. Um, and uh, I remember when we talked about this previously, you uh, had some strong feelings about it. I'm wondering where you are in all of that now because all these years later, it's still happening, it and is. there are people who make money off of the fact that they say they knew him. Yeah, yeah, it's that's true, and it's it's a it's a disappointment to me to think that any part of humanity would do that. But um, <clears throat> I understand it happens, and it certainly didn't happen only in Matt's case. It happens to every high-profile case. People try to insert themselves into the lives of the victim or the family either by out and out lying or um, just, you know, a momentary uh, meeting or whatever. You just, you, you just, it's, uh, it, it's just part of the process, I guess. And they all feel they need it. And, you know, I, I've had people tell me, I remember watching Matt's funeral on TV. It's like, yeah, no, it wasn't on TV. Um, but to them, that's what they need to remember. So you, I just let them remember it that way. I don't ever correct them unless it's an out-and-out, vicious, horrible uh, lie that they're trying to tell or to advance their own lives. I don't. I never correct people who, in their innocence, say they they that that's how they remember Matt. It's very interesting knowing what what I do and what we all all now know about the roles that the two of you have uh, by choice played in in your lives and in and in the, the lifespan of this movement that's been um, accelerated because of your son's passing. I'm curious to know, Dennis, how you feel about that. When you um, kind of return to this reality from that reality that you were in for all those years in Saudi Arabia, do you ever want to say, hands off my son? Uh, no. Um it's too late for that and the thing to do is take advantage of it and use it to keep pushing for equal rights and, and that's the thing people keep talking about gay rights and that's a real sensitive issue and there are no such thing as gay rights and people use that to say oh we're getting special things for these they're equal rights 
for American citizens. And they have to start using the term gay rights and say equal rights so that people understand that there are some rights that are not being given to a portion of the population who are American citizens, who pay taxes. And, and because of that, I'm happy with whatever we can do with Matt because he seems to be a magnet for everybody because they can all see something in themselves or somebody, one of their friends or somebody else in their family that was something like Matt. And so it makes it easier for me to say, I'm happy to share. Do you ever feel like you're talking about two different people? Judy? Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, well, we, people's, all people's memories are based on their own, you know, where they were at the time. Uh, this is how I remember it, but the same person is going to say, well, this is how I remember it. Um, memories are very personal things. And the, the people that Matt knew, the outgoing, loving, kind uh, young man, we knew him too, but we also knew that he he suffered from depression and sadness and isolation. Um, so, you know, they he wasn't the carefree person all the time. Everybody thought he was, but he was very empathetic and kind. And we can see that in um, in people's what they need to remember about Matt. Mm. We also see it in the new documentary that's out about Matt by his yeah. friends called Matt Shepard is a friend of mine. Because as everybody knows uh, here in the, in the studio or listening, you are one type of person and personality around your family, and you're a completely different person and personality around your friends. So the documentary gave us a chance to meet a Matt we didn't know, a Matt that was out and, and uh, in the middle of everything with his friends. So that helps also. Did it ever hurt to look at that? Yeah, it did. Uh, it hurts every time. Uh, number one, to find out he was scared to tell us that he was gay. And number two, Matt's gone, and then you see this great documentary, and there he is laughing and smiling and with all his friends, and then at the end you see him wave, and and the film stops, so you lose him again. Um, it's it's really hard to to have him and then lose him again and again and again. I, I, I don't know how you do it. I honestly don't know how you do it. Even as we're sitting here, the two of you look like you're very present in 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 memories and um how do you what do you do to to pull yourself out of that that space uh, i think we've gotten very good at as dennis said compartmentalizing this yeah. is who we are with you this is who we are with when we're not actually quote unquote working um i don't know that's this this is our life now so yeah um, when we're home, we're home. This isn't this isn't twenty four seven us when we're home. So that's a that's a break. But um, this it's just it's our reality. Um, how often, if ever, do you allow yourself to rage? Because I, again, full projection. I would be that would be one of my very. Um, front of uh, mind emotions would be raging. Well, that's why I'm speaking out now, because the anger is still there, that that these two, excuse my French, little rat shits, uh, decide to be judge, jury, and executioner 
just because he was different. And so I, I've taken that and used it to go out and speak, and, and, and I'm pretty blunt, um, depending on who my audience is, with, with what I say. And I'm, I'm trying to focus that into a positive uh, way of, of getting the message across that you can't keep doing this. And not just for, to the LGBT community, it's for everybody, every young person who's been discriminated against because they're different or perceived to be different. It's a perception as much as being different. Uh, it just really frustrates me. I think a lot of it has to do with my background. I grew up, my dad was in the oil field and construction, so we, we always lived on the outskirts of town anyway. And we were never there uh, a long period of time. So we were considered uh, white trash as my father, but we always had plenty to eat and clothes and everything else, and all, the whole family is very successful. But to see that discrimination and to feel it myself and, and to know what these kids are going through uh, just chaps me that they don't get an equal chance. Um, uh, Dennis Shepard joining us here on the Jolt Rolls. We'll join by Judy Shepard as we uh, talk about um, their son, Matthew, and uh, the uh, the Logo Trail, Trailblazing Award honor that they'll be uh, picking up uh, Saturday on Logo. Um, Judy, tell me about Logan and how he is, because I would bet my rent money that a lot of people who talk to you about Matthew don't know that he had a brother. We purposely tried to keep, uh, didn't talk about Logan. We wanted him to, we didn't want people looking for him. Um, and he was just absolutely paralyzed by the press in the beginning. And uh, How old is he? 17. Okay. <clears throat> senior in high school. He's um, 17 now? No. He no. was at the time? Yeah, at the time. Okay. Yeah. 34. He's 34 now. Right. Um, so he was, he was very, he's very much an introvert and worse than me. And he's, uh, it took him a little while to sort of, um, adjust, I guess. And he asked to come to work for the foundation, the Matthew Shepard Foundation, about 2006. And he, and he's been with us ever since. Uh, we had to take his name off the directory because he started getting some pretty weird calls. Um, people wanted to talk about Matt or in some form or another. Yeah. And, um, you know he'll never be the face of the foundation. It's just not his. It's just not his uh, personality. Um, but he's doing really well. He's doing really well. I'm wondering how he, if he's talked to you about being his own Loganness in in a world where he is, for for some people, will always be known as someone's brother. You know, we've had that discussion, and um, he. Everything we've done with the foundation has been a family decision. He's been included in everything. So if there's an opportunity to do something he doesn't agree with uh, or isn't comfortable with, we, we haven't done it. Uh, and he is adamant that there are things he will not do because he will be his own person. That's All the decisions are his. Right. We've never asked, even asked, much less coerced him into participating in this. He believes in it wholeheartedly. Um, but, but he will always be Logan. He's never been... He's never, ever been overshadowed by Matt. Matt was always the big extrovert. Everybody knew Matt in our family, right. uh, outside the family. And Logan was Logan. Was Logan. He would, uh, if, there was a, if there was a family gathering, Logan would be, like, off somewhere else. Um, he just didn't, he, he, that's just who he is. And, um, and he's always been that way. There won't be a change. He's absolutely cool with it. We're cool with it. He's not, 
fearful that he will lose whoever he is into this because um, we know he's him and he knows it and um, he's you know he's he's good with it. And we're proud of him yeah, for what he's done and, and how he's handling it because it takes a special person to sure does to know about all this going on and seeing all this. Suddenly he becomes uh, Jesus Christ's little brother. Uh, so to speak, and, yeah. and knowing that he really wasn't Jesus Christ's little brother because he had his faults just like Logan did and we do, and uh, be able to keep an even keel and, and still have his own personality and be known as Logan and not as Matt's brother. Uh, I'm really proud of him for doing that. Yeah, it sounds like a very, very unique man indeed. Uh, that's uh, Dennis Shepard, Judy Shepard here as well. Now, uh, during one of the songs earlier this hour, uh, Dennis leaned over and, and started talking to me about a little Big Town song. And while we've been talking, I pulled it up out of the library. So how would you like to introduce this song to everybody? So we're going to play it right now. Uh, this is a song by a little Big Town called Girl Crush. Mm-hmm. And what is it about this song that you thought was really cool? The thing I think is interesting is, is because uh, I'm a, well, being from Wyoming, country fan, and when this song first came out, a lot of the stations, especially the uh, country stations down south wouldn't play it because they thought it was about lesbians but it's actually about a girl's jealousy of an uh, of another girl of her looks and and who she is uh basically dating and there's been some real support by musicians and others all around the country and people are starting to realize that if they listen to the lyrics they'll find out this is more about uh, jealousy than it is about anything else but it's just a fantastic song it's a great song and little big town uh great allies mm-hmm. of the uh, of the queer population so i thought well let's see if we have it i knew we did so let's listen to it right now here in the jolt that is say lulu with their current single nothing but a heartbeat it is uh, 15 before the hour on this thursday morning june 25th i'm larry flick and you're listening to the jolt on Sirius XM LQ, um, thank you so much for visiting with us today. You picked a really good day, y'all. Uh, Clay Aiken has just entered the room. We're going to be chatting with him and Hawk Kincaid and, of course, our gorgeous and beloved Janice Tom in our next hour uh, as SCOTUS Watch continues. But we've been so honored to have uh, Judy and Dennis Shepard in the studio this hour talking about their son, Matthew. And um, you can see them honored as trailblazing parents on logos trailblazing honors this saturday june 27th at 8 p.m eastern and they're also going to be um oh my goodness my phone is not cooperating here we go they're also going to be appearing at the national lgbt 50th anniversary ceremony at independence hall that is uh, uh independence weekend in philadelphia so um, and and I have to tell you I'm having a I'm having a, a, a dad crush on on Dennis, hardcore, um, and it's funny it's funny Dennis because you I feel like saying to you what I said to Judy the first time I met her, and that is there's a reason why so many of us have embraced the two of you as surrogate parents because. I think a lot of us who did not have our ideal parents fantasize that those ideal parents would look and sound like the two of you. And, uh, and I feel that way very, very strongly as we're sitting here, that to, to have had a dad who 
is so present and so willing to talk no bullshit uh, about his boy is pretty spectacular. And um, both of you boys are lucky, very, Thank very you. lucky. Well, it's just the way I was raised with, with my folks and, and our extended family. So you just pass it on down to your kids. Yeah. And I was saying to Judy during during one of the songs that uh, he looks like he makes a really good bodyguard, <laughs> right? Yep. Don't mess don't mess with no, Miss don't mess m- with, with Miss Judy uh, <laughs> when when Dennis is around because it looks like it would get ugly with a quickness. <laughs> so um, this is like a never-ending cycle. It's like Groundhog Day, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. How do you plan the rest of your life around Groundhog Day? Well, I think we just we made the decision as long as people ask us to speak, we will, as long as we we're able. Um, don't want to pass up an opportunity to help change people's hearts and minds if, if that's the goal. And now the State Department has taken on this international role as well, so um, we've been doing some things with them, which has been really rewarding for us personally. Mm-hmm. 17 countries. Yeah. So that's, that's, so that's been an opportunity to, to share Matt's story with. Actually, we've been surprised how many people internationally are already aware of Matt's story. Um, but it's it's the universality, maybe, of what happened to Matt. Jot, not just Matt, but happens everywhere, right? So, um, we, you know, you just, you just go until you can. And we don't ever want to say no because you never know when they're going to stop asking and they still need to ask. So and that, and that one we say no to could be the one that caused some young person to give up. And, and this fear of suicide just bothers me yeah. endlessly Yeah. because they just give up hope and say there's no way out there for me. Um, it, it's amazing to me sitting in the background and seeing Judy speak and seeing these people come up and hearing them say, Ten years ago, I was in high school or college, and I saw you speak, and you gave me a hug. I was getting ready to take my life until you did that. You gave me hope and encouragement, and I'm here today because of you. And um, you just want to keep doing that and giving those mom hugs because you never know who you might be helping. It's pretty amazing. Um, is there any part of you that is having a Groundhog's Day moment about the day before all this happened? No. No? No, I, I'm a really pretty uncomplicated, philosophically based person. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am in the moment, and I don't live back there. That's pointless, and I don't plan for tomorrow because that's also pointless. What is it they say? The universe laughs when you make plans? Mm-hmm. Um, so we just, you just go with what's happening to you and, um, sure. I wish Matt was still here with us and this is how I keep him with me. So that's how it works. What about you, Dennis? I just do what needs to be done. You, you plan ahead. Our goal, our ultimate goal is to close the foundation because it's no longer needed. Um, do you ever fantasize or picture what? he would be you know we were talking about logan and he's 34 now do you ever fantasize or picture what matthew would look like or be like now he'd be doing this he'd be doing this work yeah i don't know what the advances would have been made if awareness hadn't been raised by what happened to matt Mm. um but he would be he would be fighting for people's rights whether it would be domestically or internationally he he actually wanted to be part of the state department diplomatic corps 
after having lived in a third world country and understanding how that kind of works. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's always wanted to help people. So this, this is what he would be doing. Do you ever wonder if he, in terms of the universe, he was, do you ever ask why he was sacrificed in order to make these changes? Uh, you know, we've, we've kind of discussed that because it seemed like the entire surrounding atmosphere after Matt died, all of our friends had specialties that we needed at the time from accountants to attorneys to, to, to friends. This network that we had uh, helped Judy because like I mentioned before, I went back to Saudi Arabia and, and Judy had this network of friends and support who helped her uh, organize and get things ready plus other groups like uh, HRC and PFLAG and, and, and GLSEN gave her information and helped do that. But it's almost like it was meant to be, predestination. Uh, when we think about some of the things that happened, and, and, and for example, I was always traveling even here in the States, so Judy uh, became very independent. She, got, you, she was used to making decisions because she was mom and dad and, and cook and, and doctor and everything. So when we had this dysfunctional marriage, she was used to being on her own and making decisions. And everything like that just seemed to to work, uh, to do what what she started and what she's been able to succeed with so far. Even during the actual investigation of what happened to Matt, Mm -hmm. we all began to feel like we were pieces on a chessboard being moved around by, because just these things would just happen. Uh, like the discovery of evidence and the discovery of the people who actually murdered Matt and everything everything just sort of began to fall into place. It just, it felt very controlled. Um, it was odd. It's hard to explain, but when you're living in the moment, it's like, oh, well, of course that happened because that was supposed to happen. And um, so we just we just took everything that happened in, 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 uh, in the course of things and just accepted it for what it was. Took advantage of it mm-hmm. to use it to uh, again help work for these equal rights. It's gotta be. It's gotta be perplexing to to see the pieces come together as they did, and wonder if you're a faith-based person, and I am, why? Why was why in this corner of the world with these human beings did this have to happen? Because clearly it had to happen, right? It's a, it's a, you, a, because it, it really did stop the world you know, on one level or another. Well, I keep, at, keep being asked, and Judy mentioned it briefly, what would Matt say if he was alive today? I'd say he'd be scared to death because we wouldn't have had uh, the changes. We wouldn't have the law named after Matt and James Byrd Jr. We wouldn't have the removal of don't ask, don't tell. We wouldn't be having... Uh, marriage. We wouldn't be talking about uh, discrimination uh, laws within the states. None of this would have happened. He'd be feared for fearful of his life. He wouldn't be able to keep a job because he couldn't. He was the kind who would tell everybody everything. So as soon as he said, "I'm gay" or "I have a boyfriend," boy, he'd be out of that job. Yeah. And so we'd be scared to death for him too. Um. So the the whole crux of it comes back to it was almost like it was meant to be so that he could, he wanted to help people. This is his way of helping everybody. 
young and old uh, friends and, and foes, so to speak? Well, you know, we could talk about all of this for hours. I'm really pleased that you put aside some time today to talk to It was our pleasure. It means, it means a lot. It means a lot to me personally. It means a lot to the people who are tuned in. And uh, so I thank you uh, for your generosity. Um, Dennis Shepard, Judy Shepard, uh, to be continued, yes? Yes. We'll see you again. Look forward to it. All right. Stick around. There's more to come on The Jolt. Here's a place I like.